Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas. Today's episode is with Associate Head Coach, Southern Maine Community College, A.J. Burton. And he recently spoke to our CoachesEdge.coach members for an hour talking about motion offense, some of the things that they do as the defending national champions at Southern Maine. And I clipped about 15 minutes of this. So it bounces around onto some different subjects that he touches on throughout this uh, presentation to our CoachesEdge.coach members. Shot selection, motion offense screens, using the ball screen if you have two solid bigs. And we also talked about teaching the feel, right? Helping players get the feel for the game. They might know what to do, uh, but a lot of times, especially during the season, they can be overwhelmed when they get into five on five and you're putting in your offense, whether that's uh, read and react, whether that's a continuity and even some sets, making some of those decisions. So how we can help to teach players better uh, through there as well. So it's just cool to do these throughout the course of the year and the season, especially now. I mean, coachesedge.coach, we currently have about 60 members from around the country, a lot in the Midwest. That's where most of my contacts are. We have members from, um, you know, Pennsylvania, South Carolina, California, and, uh, you know, Nebraska, all these different places. And it's cool to see a lot of the things that they're going through in all these different locations, size schools. A lot of them are very similar. And to be able to meet, have some conversations, have, you know, really we, we teach each other and this community is really, really cool. And, you know, last year at this time, we had about 30 Coaches Coach members. You know, this year we got about 60. You know, I don't I don't even know if I want to double it by next year uh, at this time. Um, for sure, we'll be growing. But it's just been really cool to continue to build relationships with our Coaches Edge Coach members and share with our podcast listeners a little bit of what goes on inside our membership. And for sure, in this short little episode, there's going to be a couple nuggets that you can take away and apply. So if you enjoy the podcast, it's the season of giving. And you could absolutely give to us by giving us a positive rating, review, subscribe, hit the bell, whatever it is that you have to do on social media or uh, Apple Podcasts, whatever it is these days. We'd certainly, certainly appreciate it as we continue to grow. So thanks for checking out the podcast. Thank you to AJ Burton, spending some time talking about motion offense. Really, really great stuff. Let's get to the show. Forget later. The reason I think AJ speaking to us as high school coaches is probably more valuable than if we had Tom Izzo or John Beeline speaking to us is because he's at the junior college level. It's so much easier for us to relate to the personnel that he's working with. And he gets two years with those players instead of, you know, sometimes these four-year schools, right? You get longer to work with those players. And so it's similar to, you know, two or th three years, if you have a really good player for uh, a varsity basketball coach and from the talent standpoint and teaching the game, there's a lot of things that can mimic each other uh, as far as being a, a JUCO coach and being a varsity basketball coach. So we're looking forward to, to those things. But, I mean, we got coaches from Michigan, Maine, uh, Pennsylvania, Indiana, Michigan, you know, so this is, you know, even though there's not a ton of us, I mean, we're pretty spread out, which is pretty cool. So I'll, I'll shut up here, coach Burton. It's, it's your show. All right. Well, yeah. Well, thank you for the introduction. Um, yeah. I mean, he hit the nail on the head. Um, you know, 
very unique position that I'm in. Um, I'm very similar to a lot of you coaches as well is, you know, year in, year out, you probably got some years where you're really good at some things. Um, but then there's some years you're not as good, um, in particular areas that you've been better in, in the past. Um, a prime example is, you know, you know, we're, we're 10 and four right now in the season, um, just beyond the midway point. Um, if you were to ask me like, Hey, how would I grade our offense right now? Like, geez, I would, I, let me say this way in the last couple games, I'd say we're probably like a, around a B minus area to a B, but I'd say right overall, we're probably like around hoping like around a C plus. Um, we're kind of just very up and down. Um, you know, in particular, the challenge that we have this year with this group is that we have some individuals that can shoot the ball. Um, and you know, a lot of our uh, recruiting process, how it goes, we try to find guys that can hit shots. Um, Unfortunately, we haven't been able to shoot the ball consistently enough. And that's kind of been our big MO game in game out is, you know, if someone asked me like, Hey, how are you feeling going to this game? I said, well, it's going to come down to how we're shooting the ball. Um, Cause sometimes we let it affect us overall and it's lost us some games. And, you know, last couple of games, we've been starting to figure things out and starting to decide, you know, what's the difference between a great shot for us versus a good shot. Um, and something too. And I know a lot of you coaches, you guys just started your seasons. Um, I'll say this. The biggest, uh, biggest challenge we've had this year is that, you know, a standard's been set in our program now for what we did last year. Only downfall is we lost three starters um, and we lost our sixth man. So we lost four of our top six players. So we weren't really bringing back two starters this year. And then we had a couple guys that contributed off the bench, but, you know, now they're being thrusted into a role that they're not totally familiar with. So again, they're still trying to figure out themselves too. Um, but I would say in the last couple of weeks, we've done a really great job of honing in on our offensive stuff um, and really focusing on things that we need to get better at. And the guys have really, you know, came in, focused, mentally just been locked in there. Um, it's really starting to show for us, especially these last couple of games. And we got one more game this Wednesday before we go on to break um, with some good momentum offensively. And we're hoping that we can carry that over. I'll start us off. Coach, how long uh, do you guys generally – practice and out of those practices how much time would you say hey this is really focused on you know how we run our stuff um I would say we're at that stretch of the season now where we're probably spending I'd say about probably a third or probably about half of practice is where we're focusing on our offensive stuff um it might be predicated off of hey some skill work on hey here's what the opponent's going to do to us defensively um so again and again, coach, if you're not familiar, the way we run our offense is all read and react based. It's a four out one in. Um, we have no true continuity in our system at all. It's all based on just, you know, some pin down action, some flare action, so maybe some stagger action, some high low stuff, um, you know, kind of all those facets there. But I would say right now, anywhere between a third to a half of practice, we're focusing just on the offensive stuff. And we'll do a point system. Um, we've been doing this the last couple of weeks, and I don't know if you coaches do any point systems when you are scoring on the offense. But, you know, what we do is like in a five on five setting team scores. Okay. That's one point. But then at the end you identify, Hey, was this a great shot? If it's done everything that we've asked them to do, it maybe goes inside ball goes out. It's changed size of the floor. We're kind of minimizing our dribbles. Maybe there's an and one pass in there. And if we can all agree, it's a great shot. That's an additional point that the team gets not only for making it. Now they could miss the shot and we could still talk about, Hey, is this a great look? And if the answer is yes, we'll still give them a point. Cause again, we're trying to like get these guys to understand like, Hey, even if we might not score, obviously we want to score, but if we don't score, 
there's a reward out of it. Now in a real game setting that doesn't occur, but it's good. Um, it's just good, successful habits that these guys are building up on. And I think that's been a great thing for us. It's kind of helped us make a little bit of a jump. Um, again, a jump that we were hoping to make a little bit earlier this season, but now we're starting to make the strides there for us to really, really understand um, the shots that we want to take. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, you know, some of the things that we do and we do it early in the season, um, like you said, the, the two on oh, three on oh, four on oh, stuff, that's all great. Um, but once the guys get comfortable with that, we'll throw in like live defenders and we'll tell the defense like, hey, right now there's no switching on these screens. So now the offense knows, OK, there's no switching. But again, you're still forcing them to read and react because, again, it might be a situation where, you know, if I'm going to set a pin down for you and let's say Steve's guarding me. But let's say Steve's not going to switch it, but he's really like jammed into me but playing on my like top shoulder and really just saying hey my guy's gonna get screened but I'm at least gonna have a hand up or kind of be give a little bit of space between the two of us just so he can just disrupt that pass and knowing I got like that little breathing room as soon as you come off my shoulder I'm slipping off that immediately um and again it's more of just like feeling too like I say this often to our guys most often in our offense if you want to get open be a screener because of this, you probably say that to the guys all the time. Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. like, if you do that stuff, and I think if you tell the defense, you let everybody know, like, hey, you know, not switching on this one. Hey, this time through, <laughs> now you're gonna switch because of the team switching. Like, anytime we see teams switching on us, sometimes we'll say, hey, we're motion flares. All screens off ball are flare screens because what it does is that basically now it's like you're coming up, you're kind of playing a little bit higher. And what you're doing is now the slip action is a little bit more of a different angle and pursuit um, for the defender to kind of stay with. And every now and then too, we might say, if I see a team switching, I might yell, hey, we're going motion, motion curls. So if I'm sending a pin down for you and you're going to curl off that, well, if they're going to switch, well, you're going to kind of already take my guy. But what the hope is, is that, you know, Steve, uh, the guy defending you mm -hmm. kind of gets mucked up in that too and I just pop and fill where you initially were going to go to get that catch and look there right okay so I think I think if you do it in those kind of terms I think it's going to really start help you know making the guys understand and again I know let me add uh, one thing to that while uh AJ's cooking up some some video here is I think that it's really valuable like it sounds like you guys already understand the the actions right so they understand actions of, you know, when we set a down screen, these are the different cuts that we'll make. And when we slip and pop and you're running through all those, so, you know, you say, hey, flare, curl, pop, all that stuff, they know what to do. Um, and instead of, if they're struggling, going from that to live, what I would think about is there's a, there's a feel piece that they're missing, right? And it can be overwhelming when they're going live, whether that's five on five or even two on two. So how can we incorporate the feel of they understand the reads and in their mind, they think they understand what that's going to look like, but then they're overloaded when, when it's live, can we teach the feel to it? So like if you're running a two on O or a three on O in, in your position, right? Cause you're young, you're in shape. I would have somebody else passing the ball if that's the case. And I'd get in. And if I say, Hey, we're working on curl, I play defense on every kid coming through 
exactly how it would feel for that kid to curl in the right situation. And then just how AJ's talking about, hey, there was too much space on that. He's going to blow that curl up or whatever that might be. You're able to break that down and they're able to feel against the body. They're not at the point where they have to make a decision yet, right? You told them to curl or whatever that read is, but they feel what it's like to execute it properly and to do it wrong. And then once they get that, then you give them an either or, right? So, hey, I'm not going to tell you what I'm going to do now, but you're going to feel it. And then you bump in alive. And so that's kind of your your block, your guided reps where you're you almost walking them through the correct read. And then you go random where it's this or that. And then you go on gameplay. And it's just kind of those four, four progressions. It takes longer, right? But to go back to what AJ says, you know, it's it's a it's a marathon, not a sprint. You know, you got you got time. So that's the only thing I'd I'd add to that. So I'll throw it back yeah. to you. Yeah, and I, and I would say too, you know, to chime in on that is that I feel like we've been forced to do this a little bit more, both myself and and Matt um, Richards, our head coach. Is like, you know, last year again, we had some veterans on our team, so they like like Steve was saying, they they had a feel. Like we didn't have to tell them what to do. Like they just knew on that. It was like second nature. This year we've been a little bit slower, but what we've had to do is we've kind of had to manipulate more, and that's why like sometimes we might yell, hey we're motion curls. We're basically telling the other team we're curling everything, or it's like, Hey, motion flares, or it's just motion pin downs or just motion down screens, you know, just like those things there. Um, but again, like ultimately like everybody wants to be playing their best basketball at the end of the year. And that's kind of the focus we've kind of said to our guys is like, look, we're going to have bumps in the road being a younger team. But if we can be all in sync after Christmas, get into January, really start getting things rolling. And by February, we're playing our best basketball. That's exactly where we want to be. So again, that's just kind of some of the basis of our motion action saying the new coaches that are kind of looking for it. Um, you know, often I'm asked like, Hey, if you were to say, what are the most common things you see in the offense that we run is you're going to see pin down screens. You're going to see flare screens and smash screens. I'm a real big guy too, as of late is involving um, some action with stagger screens. Um, and in particular, we don't really have any specific call outs for stagger action. It might be during a timeout when we draw up something for the guys on the floor. Um, it's going to involve some kind of staggered look. Um, maybe the first play out of halftime or the first play of the game. It's going to involve some staggered look today and drew up for them. Um, but again, I'm a real big proponent guy on staggered screens just because there's so many different options and variables that you can run off it, especially being read and react. Um, now, going to this ball screen offense, um, it's actually ironic. The team we played yesterday, uh, they run this action uh, quite often. So I'm going to draw up. Just here have like two good inside players or, you know, you might be, hey, I got three good perimeter players and I got two, like, two individuals that can play on the inside, but they're, like, okay. Brandon, okay, so this is, okay, yeah, so this, yep, is, this is something similar for you. Um, this is something that um, actually a couple years ago, I showed this to my mom and her team at Brown City, um, and she ran this offense for a couple years um, and actually had some pretty good success out of it. Um, so when this... Predicament here, again, you got your point guard, your two perimeter players on the opposite wings, and then your two inside players inside. So 
ball goes over. So it doesn't matter what side they go to. So let's say point guard enters it to this side. The point guard is going to go to the ball side corner. So again, you've already got your setup alignment where you got ball here, player in the corner, your ball side block, whoever that individual is, is going to come set the ball screen for that person on the wing. Okay, so I kind of drew it up for you guys to see. So the big does on again on the ball side block comes and sets the ball screen. Ball hair is going to come off the ball screen as that's occurring. Your screener is rolling back down to the ball side block. And then the individual ball side corner is rising up there. Now, if you don't get anything out of this, whether it's a, a shot off the ball screen, you don't hit the rise, you can't hit the roll. That's okay. Cause this is, again, this is continuous action. All this individual would do with the ball is they would just reverse it to the other side of the, or opposite wing. Once they make the pass, the ball hammer then goes to the ball side corner. And then here comes the big on this side, setting the ball screen. Now they're coming off it and now they're rising. So again, it's not, not a ton of movement um, that takes place for, especially if you're trying to introduce like a motion offense, but like, you have some continuity and some flow because this could be something that you can build up with your teams as well. And especially too, if you got some individuals that are good ball handlers that can come off screens in particular, I'm thinking of Ubley's wing T offense where like they're so tiny and come off real quick off a handoff like that. Again, I'm using Ubley as an example. Um, but I think, I think it's great offense and it, you really can get prepared for, but again, you're going to get one of three options. So I think it's always a great thing seeing teams run it at the collegiate level. Um, it is super difficult to guard because, again, you could be in situations where that rise could be a really good score for them. So let's say you're forced to have to play full deny or no catch that individual. Well, now you're putting the stress on your weak side help to be there when that roll action is occurring or the ball handler is coming off a ball screen for a potential shot or attack at the basket potentially attack at the basket, dump down to the opposite big for a score. Like, again, coach is right there. It, this is a very tough offense that you can guard. And if you're not prepared for, can be a long night for you. Hey, that was it. Short and sweet. About 15 minutes of our hour presentation. You know, when AJ was on video, he's, he broke down game film. So he showed us his game film from uh, the season and some of the actions that they are very successful with. He had the whiteboard out and he broke down some offensive strategies and, and some plays that he has found uh, very effective this season as well. Um, but like I said, I know we bounced around this episode, but I thought there was 15 minutes that if you're listening on audio, you could still take away and apply some really good nuggets to what you're trying to do as a basketball coach. So if there's anything I can do for you, please let me know. Um, man, I'm I'm deep into game film review for our coaches edge coach members. You're not going to find, you're probably not going to find another random basketball guy who watches as much high school game film uh, as I do. And that's because of coaches edge coach and, and our members. It's just something that I'm really passionate about trying to help them out um, and see if there's a nugget that I can give here or there to help them out throughout the course of a basketball season. So it's just a very exciting time of year. So continue the great work coaches. It can be a, uh, uh, 
hectic, stressful, and also enjoyable uh, time of year at the same time. So make sure you uh, stop to smell the roses a little bit and enjoy the ride. Thanks for listening to Coach's Edge. Get after it today.